just a step to the right? No, well, it's a, it's a, uh, it's just a step, jump to the left, then a step to the right. You put your hands on your hips. And then you turn mighty bend, white. Bend in tight, kneel in tight. You bring your knees in tight. Uh, and here's the thing, though, and this is what I want to warn you about, because a lot of people think it's a different step, but it's actually the pelvic thrust mm. that it will drive you insane. Okay. Let's do the time warp again. Uh, welcome to Your Inner Child is an Idiot, the podcast where we look back on things from your childhood and try and decipher if they were any good to begin with. I am... Damon, and over here to my forward is DJ. <laughs> Hello, I'm DJ. Thank you. For, How's it going, Damon? For confirming. Uh, I am well. How are you? I'm good. I'm a little spooked. I'm a little spooked out. Spooked. Spooked is the right word, right? Because it sounds racist. So I it just does actually because of the yeah. I remember watching first part uh, Ghostbusters, and they and they say. Spooks in refer to <laughs> ghosts. I can't even say you it. Couldn't do it, and uh, and I never noticed that before. And I've never even. I think it was you who pointed out that that because I never even knew. Yeah, I'm it like is an antiquated. I'm like in a just soft gerbil bubble my entire life, and so like I didn't even that that one didn't even make it through the even the hard today's plastic. Nazis would look askance at you for yeah. using that term. They'd be like, "Oh, we've moved on from that, my friend." Um, since it's a uh, spooktober, oh, creepy chains rattling. We're going to uh, watch a Halloweenish movie. Uh, Halloween adjacent, yeah. Rocky Horror Picture Show. Uh, this is a show coming that, from the play, the Rocky Horror Show, <laughs> the Rocky Horror Play, <laughs> Play um, Show Time, written by Tennessee Williams. <laughs> um, so when I was in about eighth grade, um, my best friend at the time was Justin Stevens. Or Hi, Justin. Hello, Justin. He's a doctor now. He's very successful. He looks down upon That's me. That's sure. Dr. Justin. Dr. Stevens. Um, he's an excellent uh, fellow. We were very good friends at He's the time. a foot doctor, though. So, I mean, you can say doctor <laughs> with like, mm, I save lives. Pimple popper, MD. <laughs> no, he is an actual doctor. Um, he was friends with these older, and they were not, I wouldn't say goth, but they were like, there were these two girls, Danica and Emma. Ooh, Danica, are, that's a solid. Yeah. I wear they're, a lot of black. Clothing. They're very, very sweet ladies. And they were about a year older than us. And that was just like crazy to me at the time. Like, and he, I don't know. They were what, old women to you. Yeah. I don't know where he met geriatrics them, but uh, he, we started hanging out and it was. They didn't go to school with you? Isn't that where you meet? No, literally everyone that's your age. I don't think they went to our school. I so think they were like smoking behind. Like he might have met them like a five and dime and through church or something. I don't know, but church. they were they were not. Uh, they weren't like the way you describe goth. Like they weren't like super dark, but they wear like dark colors and like you know. Yeah. And they really really liked the Rocky Horror Picture Show. 
And they would like... And did you act all cool like, oh, yeah, I like Rocky boxing movies? I didn't even know how to pretend. No, I didn't. I was like, I don't know what you're talking about. And... You going to the RHPS? The more we hung out, and I don't remember how it came upon, uh, like it came upon it, but they would you know quote it or whatever, and they would talk about it, and you know, they're like, "You guys have to watch this." And I think I think maybe Justin had seen it, but I had not seen it. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and what did Justin do? Like, oh yeah, we gotta see it. Um, I'm presuming that Justin is also a straight man to you. Yes. Yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. And he to me, <laughs> in relation to your Only straightness, to was he also yeah, straight? Yeah. Um, and he he. I don't remember him like giving me the nod, like, no, just sit here and enjoy this. But just be polite, and maybe he, we'll get to make out with these old ladies. Yeah, may, he may have already seen it, or he may have been watching it for the first time with me. But um, the main thing I remember is being very uncomfortable <laughs> and also thinking it was over about four times. <laughs> Always a great feeling when you're like, you're enjoying yourself so much and you think it's ending and then it just continues. So you get to enjoy yourself some more. Right. Am I reading? I remember the room, right? I remember this being like this movie being like stripes where you're like, oh, what a what a good movie. What a nice little tight little package of a movie that was. That was great. What are we? (laughs) We're still there's a whole thing, but they just did the thing. This is a very long denouement, guys. I got to admit, I don't know if that is going to occur again like or maybe i was just not ready to have that much uh cross-dressing or or whatever in my life but mm-hmm. um what do you what where did you come upon it uh well i have watched it somewhat recently but i remember the first time i watched it my brother fellow homosexual JX. um brought a vhs copy home from blockbuster and he was like he looked at me and he was like, do you know that That's this movie? That's video holistic <laughs> slalom. <laughs> that is correct. Um, he said, do you know that this movie is still in theaters? It's the longest running movie of all time. And I'm like, then how do you have the VHS? Because to me, I'm like, if it ain't in theaters, it's on VHS. Never the twain shall meet. <laughs> so somebody's lying. Yeah. Um, and uh, I remember then my mom said to me, I don't want you watching this movie. <gasps> and I think to me, I was like, oh. Now I yeah, must watch I, this. No. I think oh, to me, okay. as a mama's boy, I was like, you're right, mother. You're absolutely right. I should not watch this movie. Yes, mother. And I think Jason was like, I have to find every conceivable way of making my younger brother watch this movie. Every every way. Every conceivable way. You're watching How could you watch it? Upside down? Yeah. <laughs> I want you to go to the neighbor's house and watch it through the window. Now we sit upside down and watch it again. <laughs> um, so I remember watching it and being like, like, oh, this movie's blowing my mind. Right. It's so raunchy and something am i aff- i couldn't tell like i think i was partially offended and partially like like scandalized in the way like oh i'm so offended but i'm also like kind of enjoying this right um but i also had no fucking idea what the hell was going on i there was a lot of that for me too i'm sure uh and i think honestly having seen the movie recently <laughs> and I, even seeing the remake that they did on fox which was atrocious Ooh. that they did with uh laverne cox and I think that was the only name in the in the show. Uh, it's, Laver- it's, Laverne Cox played Tim Curry's character. Yeah, right. she played Doctor Frankenfurter. Right. Um, it's a movie where I can see that if you were on 
uh, drugs or drunk and it's midnight and you're out with your friends and right. you're having a lot of fun that it's a lot of fun because everyone in the movie seems like they are having fun. Sure. So that energy sort of takes over, but I feel like memory serves that it's a fucking mess of a plot. Ooh. Cool. <laughs> I think you'll enjoy But I, I will say I do enjoy the music to the movie, but the plot, it sort of like washes over you and at the end you're like, I'm sorry, what? The fuck happened? Meatloaf's in this, right? Meatloaf is in this. Okay. All right. Oh, mm. that was another person in the remake. They had the the gay from American uh, Idol. What's his name? The, Adam Lambert. Ah, the gay. The gay, also known as every man on <laughs> American Idol. Not Taylor Hicks. <laughs> Too straight for words, that one. <laughs> Um, it's like a drastic, like a drastic George Clooney. Wait, okay, so there's Tim Curry. You got Meatloaf. You got the TC. You got the SS. You um, get the Barry Bostwick. The BB. Is that the main guy? Yeah. Okay, I don't know who that is. I mean, I, I you might recognize he. I mean, he was on Spin City. Oh yeah, he was the mayor. Okay, okay, okay. You got Meatloaf. Mm-hmm. Um, Meat. And you've got one of the Blofelds from James Bond. I think. Well, you know Dr. Evil? Yes. He was a parody of Blofeld. Okay. There you go. That's just, uh, you might also know him as Christoph Waltz in the most recent, huh? The Adventures of James Bond. James Bond! (laughs) Come on! Anyway. uh, I think... I will enjoy these uh, songs, but I yeah. think it's going to be uneven. Are there any audience participation? Ben Vereen. He was also in the uh, the remake. He's a Broadway guy. Are there any audience participation? <laughs> like Ben Vereen. <laughs> You're supposed to say Ben Vereen whenever Tim Curry's on screen. Did you just yell Ben Vereen? He hated Ben Vereen. He'd get it. He'd laugh if he knew we were we were screaming Ben Vereen. Like, do we have to like throw spoons at a certain point? Like, uh, the room? I mean, you're supposed to throw toast at some point. Um, okay. Tim Curry's character says uh, toast, and you throw toast sure. at a certain time. A Doctor Everett Scott busts through a wall. You're supposed to throw Scott toilet paper. Okay, I think that was more of a thing in the seventies. Yeah, maybe today he'd be named Charmin, Doctor Charmin. <laughs> um, uh, I'm trying to think. There's rice. You can throw rice during the wedding scene at the beginning, uh, yeah. as you would at a wedding. Not so it's today, just, though. It's just throwing things. Well, you also like uh, scream fuck you to the back row during the opening song because it references the back row. There's just a lot of fun things to okay. do. All right. Um, well, and I think this movie was really intended to be enjoyed in a living room while eating salads. <laughs> I got from a restaurant. <laughs> We're going to have salads and watch Rocky Horror Picture Show. And it's scary as hell. On uh, Amazon, uh, as of October 2017, you can find it on Amazon. Uh, Can't imagine it's going anywhere. Don't know where else you can find it. Whole Foods, probably, with it on Amazon. Anyway, we'll be right back after we watch the movie. Damon, did you know that right now, if you get on to your computational device or your telephone, your mobile telephone, your smartphone. Cellu- I prefer cellular, cellular telephone. Cellular telephone. system. Your, telephonic system. Your computational tablet, <laughs> your Apple Watch, and you go to uh, patreon.com slash you're an idiot. You can support this podcast right now. 
You know what that money's going to go to? It's going to go to those headphones. The Viet Cong. Oh, it's going to okay. go. Yeah, to, uh, you came at it at an angle. I was going microphones. Okay, uh, and a microphone upgrade someday. <laughs> I mean, why would we need to upgrade from these uh, $39 microphones? I don't know. I asked you about this before, and Uh you have a microphone, but mine is a Campbell Soup can, and I can literally... You didn't even bother to take the label off of it. It's fine That's what's so offensive, is that you didn't even bother to take the label off of it. And it's chicken and stars. You just have Not even chicken and rice, DJ. You have such a... I've got a kid's soup can. You have such a mellifluous tone that it doesn't need some fancy device that turns the audio, the sound Flattery waves. Flattery won't work on most people, but it will work <laughs> on me. As will a contribution to our Patreon, patreon.com slash is an idiot. You're a segwational master. Thank you. Fun we have here. Hello. Hello. We're Clarice, back. but not Clarice, Janet Vice. We're back. We watched the Rocky Horror Picture Show from 1975 ish. 1975? Yeah. 78? No. Seventy <sighs> I want you to keep this silence. These pregnant pauses, because this is fucking Offensive. 1975. God, I'm good. It was really a test. I just wanted you to know where we were as a culture. As a culture. We were in on roller skates. That's all I know about the culture. The we time. were all on roller skates. Um, do you want to give and we're this all smoking. the old quick synopsis before we run it down? You know what? I feel like it's a little bit of tokenism because I'm the queer here. You want to... You want to fag out your queer? <laughs> trying to think of a derogatory way to fag out your queer. <laughs> That's what you had for me. I've been, like, I have been hate crimed by the best of them, sir. And you, sir, are no Jack Kennedy. I'm like the guy who's like, hey guys, do you want to uh, do you want to eat some marijuana and uh, <laughs> smoke some uh, heroin joints? And you want to fag out some queers? <laughs> I don't know. Smear the gay is the game we always used to play when I was in uh, elementary school. Um, so Rocky Horror Picture Show, which mm-hmm. you pulled up on your computer, and I just want to say for the record, it is the only movie from 1975 that would say Showtimes for the Rocky Horror Picture Show on That's it. That's true. Um, which, by the way, where can we go to see the Rocky Horror Picture Show in the Nashville metropolitan area? AMC Thoroughbred 20 at 10 o'clock. We can still make it if you want. <laughs> Tonight? Yeah. That's kind of fun. No, Friday. It's Friday. Oh, oh. Sorry. Okay, I was busy that night, so. Yeah. I mean, tonight I'd be up for it, but I can't make it on Friday. Yeah, I'm that's just, a shame. Just swamped. Um, a lot of, I'm happy to recap the movie for you, DJ. Thank you. You're welcome. Brad and Janet, two squares from Squaresville, specifically Denton, Ohio. Heard of it. Um, is it? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and, uh, they see their friends, uh, Ralph Hapshat and Betty Nay Monroe. Now, 
Mrs. Ralph Hapshat. Well, get married. This is going to be a, a detailed recap. I'm going to get really quick, real quick. What? Um, Brad proposes to Janet to the song "Damn It, Janet," and uh, they're going to go Schoolhouse Rock. Right? <laughs> That's right. Um, conjunction Junction followed by "Damn It, Janet." Mm-hmm. Enter "Damn It, Janet." I always. <laughs> Uh, they're going to go see the professor they met in mm. whose class they met at whom, um, Dr. Everett Scott. Stilted, but correct. <laughs> um, and on the way there, they get a flat tire and they decide to stop and ask for help at a Frankenstein style castle mm-hmm. in the Ohio area. As you're from Ohio, you know, all the lot can't, can't, uh, pass the a Jacobian over a castles castle. in the area. Yeah. Um, and, uh, while there, they meet a sweet transvestite from transsexual Transylvania, Dr. Frank Furter. The only thing that I would argue against is he wasn't really sweet. (laughs) Anyway, go ahead. Call me pedantic, (laughs) Richard (laughs) O'Brien. I can't argue with anything else, but sweet, sweet. Sometimes he had tender moments. Remember those times when he was raping Brad and Janet? I do. We'll get to that. Touching. Um, Dr. Frank Furter has created a Frankenstein monster in the form of a blonde muscled twink um, by the name of Rocky. Mm-hmm. Um, hijinks ensue, some sexual. And... Uh, I don't know where to go from here, but uh, we find out that Frankenfurter is an alien. The story's Dr. pretty loose. Dr. Scott is a Nazi sympathizer. Rocket Man. Meatloaf's there. Eventually, there's a floor show. Uh, the servants rebel against Dr. Frankenfurter, killing him and Rocky Horror. They leave Brad and Janet and Dr. Scott out of the house, transport their house back to Transylvania, which, or... Transsexual in Transsexual the is the planet. In yeah. the Galaxy of Transylvania. Mm-hmm. They transport it, and uh, that's the end. It turns out they were aliens the whole time. Unlike the apes in Planet of the Apes, who were just Earth apes the whole time. Hmm. There's a little reference for you. Do you ever think maybe um, we are the aliens? I've never questioned my existence more yeah. than right now. <laughs> um is that good enough? Is that yeah, enough that of a good. framework that we can hang the, our commentary on? We can come back to this, I guess, when we get to him. But like you said, Doctor Scott was a Nazi sympathizer. Yeah, that's a joke. I think that would read that would have worked a lot better in 1975. But uh, at the dinner party, Doctor yeah. Scott is sitting there, and Doctor Frank says, or should I say, Doctor Von Scott. Right. And Brad says, are you insinuating? And Dr. Scott says, oh, Brad, don't worry about it. It's okay. It's okay. And he has a German accent the whole time. Right. I think it's a reference to Dr. Werner von Braun, who was a Nazi uh, rocket scientist um, who helped, you know, come up with the technology to bomb the fuck out of London. Mm. And despite being a Nazi, America was like, you know what? We defeated the Nazis, but we also would really like to go to the moon. We need so we're going to sort of like be cool on the whole, you know, Jewish extermination thing if you help us get to the moon. Burn American history, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> I'm sure there's no other event like that. Oh, no. That's the only time where our morality could be questioned. (laughs) 
Um, okay, so let's uh, go through this. I uh, want to do a trade-off because I know you've got a lot of notes. I have the most notes. I, fe- I, I don't want to say that for sure, but I have the most notes, it I, seems I like. I saw you flipping ever... to a second page. Yes. Well, I did also, I will say, I did try and write down every song that actually occurs during the, the movie. Mm. Um, because during the title song, you said, well, that's zero out of one for the songs. <laughs> so then I just started, just Keep started a tally. writing all the songs oh, yeah. so that we could go over them. One. Let's keep score. I like that. That's one. good. Um, well, you start since you have a. What do you uh, want me to start with? You well, want me to start with the songs? Or you want to save that to the end? Let's save that to the end. That'd okay. be a nice little climax. Okay. Don't say climax. Well, at the very beginning, there's there's the very the one of the th- things that makes me most uncomfortable with this movie, and that's the mouth. Oh, the mouth, the lips. There's the mouth and lips, which I forgot about, and I mean, if you had. Uh, shown me a picture, I would have been like, oh yeah, but I just didn't really remember that there's this a whole song where our mouth is just singing at you and you can see the lines. Very the close. You can see like the where the enamel is thinning in the teeth. You can yeah. see the pores on the tongue. Yeah. Uh, you can... And I don't like Maybe that. feel the lips moving across yeah. dry teeth. I will say I also don't like that song. I don't think it's a very good song. I'm sure that there are people that will argue with me. but uh, I will. I like that song. All right, there you go. I like most of the songs actually in the movie. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll just see. we'll just see. I'll just keep my uh, opinion well, to myself. Until uh, I can't we wait to find out what you think. <laughs> but this is also why I, don't, I refuse to listen to the Rolling Stones, because they have that mouth and the tongue. <laughs> and the tongue is much more prominent in that instance. Yes, it's, yeah. It's offensive. It is. Come on. Tuck that back in. You're That's old, for tasting. You're men. That's for tasting. That's... I use my tongues for two things. <laughs> That's for tasting and licking envelopes. <laughs> um, Tasting and refreshing ballpoint pins. <laughs> <laughs> That's for tasting and for cunnilingus. <laughs> Oh, well, I'll say two things. Oh. I am the... I, I enjoy the Rocky Horror Picture Show, not as a movie, necessarily. <laughs> but as um, a picture show? But definitely as a horror. Yeah. Um, but I also probably come to it in a weirder way than, like, say, people like my brother, yeah. Generation Xer, mm-hmm. would have come to it. I think he liked, you know, the the uh, pansexuality of Frankenfurter and yeah. just the laissez-faire attitude of the Transylvanians. Whereas I like the hard and fast rules of the criminologist, who's probably my <laughs> favorite character and probably my favorite song in the movie, which speaks a lot to my personality, is when the pool orgy is interrupted by Riff Raff and Magenta, who then kill everyone in participation. Uh, they come in and say, you know, Frankenfurter, it's all over. Your mission is a failure. That mission, I couldn't tell you what the fuck it was. Um, build a person. But that's my favorite part. Is yeah. It always gets stuck in my brain sometimes when I'm running. I just sing to myself. That's the song that gets stuck in your head? Yeah, I love it. I don't know why I love it, but I love that these two people who were seemingly cool with everything, for seemingly no reason, all of a sudden are like, you know what? Fuck it. Let's kill our master and get the fuck out of here. Yeah. It makes no sense. It's the movie in a nutshell. There's a- Let's have these characters do a complete 180, never explain it, and just call it a day. 
Um, I also liked the the I, I called him the host because it's very much like a uh, like a uh, masterpiece theater. Setup, yeah, he's the like Alistair Cook. Yeah, so he just the criminologist just sort of like sets up the tone. But the I think it's the first one or the second one where it's kind of like too long. It's very long winded. There's and, two that are two instances where he's kind of goes on for a little bit. He, you asked if it was improvised. I, it in it the seemed first very one. improvised because he's like, and their journey was bad. <laughs> and it took them to places that they could never have, wouldn't have thought that it would have gone. <laughs> but uh, generally speaking, it was just that one. And then the one a little bit later, but he would pop into songs, which is always very charming. Yeah. It, for the most part, it, in small doses, it was very good. But yeah, there's just those couple of parts where I was like confused. Cause I'm like, cause he also doesn't come in until a little bit like after the sort of the, uh, damn it, Janet and the, like the engaged thing. Like then he comes in, when they, yeah, like, he first appears after the wedding scene in the Damage Janet. Yeah. Right, which is which is fine. It makes sense in the in the. Well, I mean, as, those are strong words. There, yeah, makes as sense? much as much as anything is going to make sense. It makes sense, but it, like, I, I guess I expected it more as a bookend sort of thing, and then mm-hmm. it kind of is, but it it's fine. But like <laughs> that, the, just when he goes on a little bit too long, you're kind of like. What? what is when he this? actually seems to be trying to do some like narrative heavy lifting, yeah, it doesn't necessarily work. Yeah, but when he pops into a zany song and it's just then like, you're good. Yeah. well, I just like to say some things about Eddie for a minute. Yeah, riffraff. I love a man in spats. One of my notes. Yeah, uh, from the the uh, oeuvre of of your inner shop is an idiot. The show we've got riffraff and we've got Scrooge McDuck as your <laughs> men in spats. <laughs> If we were to in our, in our studio here, we have framed photographs <laughs> of the we have the spat wall. If we ever get to Bella Lugosi as Dracula, I should be in. I should be made in the shade. At one point, we uh, because the first two or three songs or two, I don't know, two or three scenes. Um, had a real hard time understanding what anybody was saying. Yeah. And uh, this could just be because I'm an old-ass man now, I guess. But uh, we turned on the closed captioning, and I enjoyed the movie much more. You immediately started, like, the second line after we turned on closed captioning, you just started chuckling. Yeah. Um, I, I couldn't say- understand a fucking word they were saying when they were singing. When they were, si- when they were speaking, it was okay. But, like, when... I mean, that's, that's just a thing in general, but also... They weren't, and maybe it's our bad speaker on our TV or whatever, but I right. could not understand a fucking word that there was. Well, in. I will say, I mean, I know this happens a lot with soundtracks. I have the soundtrack to this from my high school days, and I Ooh, have... to be on the, a fly on the wall. <laughs> <laughs> no, you don't want to be on that wall. Um, covered uh, in <laughs> That fly's going nowhere. <laughs> oh, gross. Um, gross. <laughs> Were you aiming for the fly? <laughs> I wasn't. He was a bystander, but I mean, don't land on the wall, man. You're the crossfire. You're the one in a teenage boy's room. <laughs> Who's the idiot here? <laughs> the fly's like, I had no oh, idea. Oh, God, no! I had no idea the consequences of my actions. I'm a mere insect. Okay. Um... But I ha- I did notice a few instances where I'm like, well, this is a different recording than what it actually made it onto the soundtrack. Oh. Like and they- also, I feel like, I don't know if it was the TV we were listening on or just like, this is how the movie is. And if you listen to the soundtrack, it would be different if it was yeah. in stereo. But yeah, the... The ver- the voices I heard, I was like, oh, who, what? Why are yeah. you louder than Susan Sarandon is? Yeah. 
So that I mean, might have been just our system that we were watching on, or uh, or just how the soundtrack is versus the movie. Yeah. There were uh, a few instances where I'm like, what? What? That's also just like me personally. Is that the melody or is that the harmony? I'm not great at picking up lyrics just in general. Uh-huh. Like, like I, I hear the music more. That that's like more what I, my brain just sort of zeroes in on, and so like I let like lyrics just sort of like if I'm not concentrating, they kind of zip over my head, which is a real problem in musicals because that's the whole thing. But uh, also, it was bad. Like the dubbing was bad and the mix was bad. And again, I'm not necessarily blaming the TV or the. Uh, the film because it could be our TV, like the the balance of it and stuff too. But um, but all that to say, if you want to enjoy this as much as I did, turn on the closed captioning. It's helpful. I mean, some it sometimes it helped me with Doctor Scott, Riff Raff, and Doctor Frank because those people talk like not people do. Yeah, talk. yeah. A lot of swallowed R's. Oh, sometimes you just sort of talk like this. No, nope, that was Fred Schneider. I'm- <laughs> Jukebox money! Uh, rock Lobster? <laughs> um, I do want to say that dances that tell you how to do them within the lyrics of the song are the best dances. That's why Damon still has not stopped whipping and nay-naying to this day. I whip-whip, I nay-nay, I slide in an electrical fashion, <laughs> I warp with time... You, uh, I shuffle with Cupid. Cha-cha slide. He, I hustle. I'll tell you that. Yeah. On command. If someone <laughs> says, for example, hey, do the hustle. Ah, oh, shit. I'm like, oh, I'm Here on it. <laughs> yeah. Actually, does the hustle tell you how to do it? I, no, not really. What are some things that you have on your list? Because I think some of the other things on my list are bigger well, I'll try to skip the song since we're going to talk about the songs later. Yeah. But, um, uh, well, t- I mean, the first appearance of Tim Curry without going into too much detail about the song is like magical. He's fantastic. I mean, like, uh, and I don't think I realized when I saw it the first time, like, I, I wasn't as transfixed. He's, he's amazing. Like, he's transfixed. great. Transfixed. Mm. Mm. I have some questions about trans, <laughs> trans words that we'll get to later. Oh, great. Point to me. I'm definitely the, <laughs> the person to ask as a cisgendered man. <laughs> um, I did not understand what was happening when Meatloaf appeared. And I'm still not... I, I understand I feel better. like I'm 75% yeah, there. Yeah, yeah. I'm with you about there. So he, in the movie, if you, just to recap real quick. So um, they're in uh, Dr. and Frank Inverter's lab. They've introduced... Rocky, who's like the the creature, the man he's created, mm-hmm. and then through an ice wall. Yes, I'm. Yep, accurate. Meatloaf. Yes, a, play, he Leftover plays a character. Meatloaf. Oh, he plays a character named Eddie, who's mm-hmm. like an Elvis type character on a, on a motorcycle, and yes. he's got uh, like like lobotomy scars. Kind of, he's got like a, a scar across his head, like he's had surgery, which. I didn't really I see the full extent of it until later, but he's like just comes out, busts out, and then rides his motorcycle around and sings a song. And uh, Columbia, who's one of the uh, female assistant people, servants, yeah, she's the to, tap dancing, the tap dancer one, the Cindy Lauper character. Um, <laughs> she like is in love with Eddie, so she's like Eddie, and then it's like what? Who's Eddie? What the yeah. fuck? And he just busts through ice and then rides his motorcycle up around a ramp, comes down, and then Frankenfurter kills him. 
That's correct. That's basically what That's the information we get at the time. This movie, I feel like, is very big on, like, providing you visual information at the front end and in the back end. Now we're going to tell you what that visual information that you've almost forgotten. Yeah. Or surely forgotten if you're on shrooms. Yeah. Is what that means. Because, like, an hour later, you find out that... uh, He used half of his brain, half of Eddie's brain. Yeah. uh, Frankenfurter used... Eddie's brain, part of Eddie's brain for Rocky. Yeah. That uh, Frankenfurter was in a relationship with Columbia, then in a relationship with Eddie, then in a relationship with Rocky. Right. Um, And during that latter part, uh, Columbia and Eddie got together, and then he killed Eddie, or put him on ice, I guess, really. Yeah. Um, It's very confusing. And then Eddie is also the nephew of Dr. Scott. Right. Which is what draws Dr. Scott into the mix. Mm. Um, and also, Dr. Scott is fine with him being killed, we discover at the end. Dr. Scott is the true villain of this movie. Yeah, so, and I, are, were they eating him? Were yes. they eating Eddie? Yes. Okay. So, I think uh, that's what we get with, that's a tender subject, would anyone like it? Yeah, I mean, I know they... disgusted. I, I understand that they thought. That, like everybody came to that conclusion, but I wasn't sure if they and were. And I not. think the 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 pulling off the tablecloth right. and you're, there's and the, he's there. The, most of the corpses there, I think, is supposed yeah. to also speak to that. They were eating. It. Okay, yeah. I didn't know. Like it, it seemed long very... pig is what human flesh is referred to as in the cannibal community. Long pig. Long pig. Why is it long? Because we taste like pig, and we're longer than pigs are. Generally speaking, I guess that's true. Yeah, I mean, you we're a lot. You feel good about yourself. We're You've done it. Other, you did it. We're a lot of other things er than pigs, also. But well, I don't know what pigs you've been running into. But why not? Like, I know some pretty smart. Why not long nose? I knew pigs. a pig. I knew a pig that wore a monocle. No. <laughs> so that's adorable. <laughs> Agreed. I can't compete with that. Um, yeah, so that's sort of explain. I still don't understand like how we. Well, it, it's not really worth trying to figure out that much. Like if they're they're like he busted out, he had half a brain. Frankenfurter killed him. They ate him later. He was the doctor. Why nephew. did Frankenfurter just not kill him in the first place? So that's, that that's the kind cool of thing song where, later on, where you can you can break it apart if you really want to. But it's also like okay. Like what, Knowing this movie, it would literally be, well, we want him to sing a song later on, yeah. so we didn't kill him. Like, okay, well, there you go. Um, what else? Okay, well, I'll, I'll do some general things that I noticed. That, Please. And this is something I can't really criticize the movie on, but it's something I notice sometimes with... You should draw a hat. I like to think of it as a half-rest. Yeah, a half-note rest. Call me, uh, call hey, me a musician, but... Musician! <laughs> yeah. Uh, because half of a gentleman would leave his hat on, but mm-hmm. a full gentleman would tip his hat oh. to a lady. That's See, I always thought was taught, taught it looks more like a hole, like it's a hole in the ground. Oh, yeah, that's good. Yeah. But Mrs. Science, no. Saints? You, you no. learned music from Mrs. Science? <laughs> it was a public school. You think? So it wasn't, it was she all didn't get over to, the place. She didn't get to pick her subject. <laughs> They're like, Mrs. Science, huh? You'll be doing music. <laughs> Can I? I don't want to be, I know I just got hired. I don't want to be like picky. I know beggars can't be choosers, but can I just, biology seems like the perfect fit. This is Mr. Smith. He'll be teaching you how to be a haberdasher. (laughs) Anyway. 
This is, of course, Mr. Quarternote, and he will be your biology teacher. I don't see what the problem is. The pacing is a little weird, and I think part of it is because this is based on a play. Yeah. Uh, And sometimes, I've just noticed in plays that are adapted to film, there's... Was it not a musical? I mean, it was. Okay. But I mean, it was a play that was a musical. Right. I mean, are you with me? So far. Well, I didn't know if they, if you were saying the original didn't have music. Oh, no, it did. Okay. I, okay. I, I just mean it was for the stage. Sure. stage and sometimes stage. I notice, me and my brother call it that that play feeling. That, yeah, yeah, yeah. Where just very everyone's much. just sort of very, like, still doing it to the back row. And I'm like, the camera's right on you, buddy. Yeah. It's yeah. fine. And there's still, like, sort of that, those beats for the audience to laugh. And it's like, you don't necessarily need that. When there's the, right there's the people that can do, like, sort of toe the line and that's your you know that's tim curry who then becomes a movie right. a film star like that's people that can kind of make that trans- transition but there's lots who are like you're a stage actor and and we'll keep you there. and you're doing a great job why don't we just kind of stick your back out there no need to reanalyze just that. as i'm sure there's plenty of film actors who go to uh, do a terrible job on stage because they're just like not emoting enough for the back row or something like that. You I'm know? looking at you, Third Rock from the Sun's Kirsten Johnson. Ooh. Is that her name? Sure. I don't even know if she was bad on stage. I just remember she was on Letterman once and she was like, I'm doing a Broadway play right now. I'm like, sure. <laughs> uh, one of the things I wrote down, uh, I think like uh, some of the references for you and me are lost. Yeah. If you're not super familiar with 50s movies, and it got me thinking that this was kind of, I mean, to sort of tap into the zeitgeist of our time now. Mm. It was almost like a Stranger's thing, Stranger Thing right. feel yeah. in that. Uh, to the 50s Stranger core things, of science, sci fi. Yeah, it's this mishmash, yeah. this sort of sure. just amalgam of like 80s tropes, and this is like an amalgam of 50s sci fi tropes. Yeah. Uh, whereas, like, it. It all like sort of references things in certain ways, but it is an original story and right. sometimes doesn't amount to much. Hot take on Stranger Things. Whoa. I You're talking it. about Stranger Things? We finished the season mostly to just be like, just tell me what the fuck happens. Wow. Yeah. Go to hell, Demi Gorgon. Is that his name? You You think that... It's on the same level as Rocky Horror Picture Show? That's not what I'm saying necessarily, okay. but it, uh, that same the feeling nostalgia. of just like, yeah. there's a lot of nostalgia going on here, but I don't know if it amounts to much. Sure. In the end. Yeah. All right. If you're not familiar with those things. Right. And we watched a little bit of the remake. We watched just two numbers from the yeah. remake, and I was surprised they left the Steve Reeves reference yeah. in the remake. I'm like... Steve Reeves might mean a little bit of something to uh, 70s audience remembering the 50s, but like, come on, update it a little bit. Well, yeah, there's like the, he kept, like, several times references Charles Atlas. And in yeah, the, in, uh, in this version, yeah, in this in the this version, I, and, and I'm like, and the Laverne. Comics I was version. like, I don't know what that is. Luckily, I, I was here <laughs> to help. So they did like bodybuilding mags, like. Magazines. It's a generous of. way to describe it. Right. But yes, yeah. legally speaking, he did bodybuilding mags. So it wasn't for like- young men who are interested in bodybuilding for whatever reason. I'm not going to delve into it. So it wasn't for like legal m- reasons. Men, like, is that what men? Like, I don't read like Men's Health. Is that 
No, that's a legitimate like, hey, man, macros. We got to focus on your macros. Getting proteins in. They always have like pictures of like rippled abs on the... You're absolutely right, and I'm not saying that young gay boys today wouldn't pick up a men's. But health. men's health is like a legitimate. Have. There is like a lesser sort of magazine that's sort of posing. If sure. you go into okay. your into your, uh, I haven't seen magazine a magazine. I haven't seen a magazine in 15 years. <laughs> so I don't really know. You and the rest of America. Yeah, but I do remember when I was a teenager, now there porn. would be those <laughs> those muscle mags that yeah. were definitely had very little to do with actually Exercise building and, muscles yeah. and more about oiling up muscles and taking Checker. pictures of them. Sure. Yeah. And that's sort of what Charles Atlas magazines were about. Like, here's a really muscly guy. He's doing and a pose. He's wearing a tiny little napkin on his genitals. Yeah. And, and that's we're going to take f- pictures and pictures. And it's just me like, oh, he loves working out every day over here. <laughs> uh, Tab Hunter is posing with a big medicine ball. Don't worry about it. <laughs> the cops can't pick you up on this. Well, I um, kept referencing, we'll make you, I'll make you, I'll make you a man in seven days or something yeah, like that. Yeah, that was a reference that I didn't even get. I didn't get that until it's part of the But it, it's part of the Charles Matt Atlas, uh, in just seven days, I can make you a man. Taking protein pills or, I don't know, eating raw eggs. I don't know what the fuck they're doing. Steroids. It's porn. Yeah. What I'm trying to say is it's porn. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, why didn't you say that? Can we get to the queer stuff already? Oh, sure. <laughs> uh, I wanted to, like, one of the things that sort of popped up to me was that this movie isn't necessarily progressive. And I think some of this came out in the remake with Laverne Cox, where Richard O'Brien, who wrote the screenplay and a lot of the music um, for the original, was like, oh, you can't have a trans lady playing Frankenfurter, and then said horribly transphobic things about trans people and it 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 sort of put me in the light of like oh this isn't necessarily a homo or trans like uh friendly piece it's one of those things where it's homophobic and transphobic but the queer community sort of embraced it nonetheless and you can argue that that might be because of a lack of representation but also dr frankenfurter is the most interesting character in the movie despite being the villain and a rapist and among other things um it it definitely comes across as pro like even though it's dated just in terms of like even just the nomenclature of you know saying transvestite transsexual things that you can't really uh that aren't accepted terminology anymore uh it's uh or anymore. I don't know that they ever yeah. will were by that community, but, uh, but it definitely doesn't, the sort of pansexual nature isn't really like it's painted more as fun more than, and like, obviously he's, he's a bad guy. If you like really look at it, but it's like, he's a bad but guy. Hey, open your mind, man. But he's, yeah, I mean, he is a fun villain a, yeah. in that. And that sort of falls into the tropes of fun villains is like, you don't necessarily agree with them, but they are usually, if, especially in sort of a lackluster movie, they can be oftentimes the most fleshed out and most interesting characters right. around. Yeah. But I mean, Frankenfurter also plays into these weird stereotypes, almost in like, yeah. Dr. Frankenfurter isn't queer in any way that I recognize from the real world. It's almost like you threw every queer person that's ever existed into a pot. 
yeah. and like poured out a person. And it's like, well, you have this pansexual, gender fluid, trans. He's a sexual transgender slushy of yeah. Stereotypes. It's just like yeah. here you go, and yeah. it's like it's so unrealistic that it becomes like charming. It becomes yeah. like so crazy that it's like yeah, of course, whatever. Well, yeah, I'll take all this. I think it, I mean it is intentionally cartoonish too. Like it's not. I mean I don't know that the well everyone is intentionally yes, cartoonish. That's what I mean. Like just show. the whole thing is the whole. Sh- Movie In this is horror picture show, Frankenfurter is describes himself, and I mean he does use the terms he. I mean he uses he's not gender fluid. He, right. he goes by the terms he, but dresses in tight corsets, yeah, thigh highs, uh, platform shoes, in skirts, but also like in leather jackets with yeah. pearls, full makeup, um, is. Uh, bisexual or pansexual, um, sexually assaults at the very least, both Brad and Janet, seems to have relations, uh, is referenced as having a relationship with Columbia, Eddie, and Rocky. Mm -hmm. Um, And sort of just does whatever he wants. Right. And it almost seems like in the 60s and 70s, when the gay revolution is sort of just happening, and someone who's sort of trying to create a play that would scare straights and like be a, a countercultural moment would be like, let's make a queer character. Just any queer thing I can think of, I'm going to put in yeah. this character. Right. And you can view it as sort of like um, regressive, but it also can be read as transgressive and just like so overarched that it becomes like this, this icon in a way. Yeah. And that's kind of, I'm, I am torn about Frankenfurter. And I remember when the remake was about to be aired, I was reading a blog by a trans writer who was like, Oh, please, dear God, don't, don't have Laverne Cox, who is this trans activist and trans icon right now. Yeah. Play this character who is a rapist. Right. He creeps into the two main characters rooms and, um, pretends to be their significant others and then sort of forces and finagles his way into their bits. Yeah. In a way that's very squeamish for me at least. Yeah, absolutely. Um, You know, it's it's played for laughs and definitely it's played for laughs. It is. I mean, and it's kind of funny, but also very uncomfortable. Right. It's like (laughs) the physicality of it is funny and that he like flips them upside down. Right. The whole thing is played in silhouette, almost like a Looney Tunes cartoon. Um, but it's still very, the whole politics of it is. Yeah. One, just the whole, like, especially where we are right now is it's just like, if this were, you know, or if they, I didn't, I don't know if they played that scene or how they played that scene in the remake, but like if that, if this came out right now, you'd just be like, you just don't comfortably make that joke right now because it's right. like it's in the remake. It is lessened a lot more. Yeah. Um, it's not as less. Uh, we call that. It's more like, I mean, if memory serves, it's more aggressive flirting than mm. forcing yourself upon the person. Yeah. Um, but it's also played for like, there is a part of me that it's played the, the, the Janet and the Brad scene when Frank, comes into both their rooms, they're almost, the scripts are exactly identif- yes. identical yeah. and the 
the shots are exactly identical in that it's that's also a subversive way of being like hey fuck who you want to fuck right um do what you want to do consensually i will say right (laughs) but um you're so there's also this subversive like there's this rape culture (laughs) aspect of it yeah but there's also this subversive like hey we all can you know be yeah submissive and that's what's uncomfortable about it too is because like one of those you're like yeah right on and the other you're like this is not leave susan sarandon alone yeah 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 because it i i don't remember that part is like oh they both fucked this guy and then and then that's part of like the complicated emotions of it for them later it's like and it also i mean also somewhat Troubling is like it plays as like this moment for Susan Sarandon that she gets to so go like out like sexual and, liberation. Yeah, for she's her, been yeah. liberated by Frank assaulting her, and she gets to go out and fuck Rocky now, which yeah. I support. Fuck Rocky, he's hot. Yeah, although it must have been so miserable for him if the reports about the castle being so cold are true. Yeah, he was just wearing a little napkin. Yeah, apparently, and some booties. The, the the filming process for this movie was miserable because it was just. There was no heat, and it was very, like, wet. They filmed, the like, December in an English castle. Yeah. Which, if my experience tells you anything, <laughs> is not the time to be in an English castle. Certainly not a trendy one. I've seen one. some English castles in December, let me tell you. Um, you said that Rocky was a, a twink. Can you be a big, muscly twink? I said a muscle twink. He is a muscle twink. Okay, so that's a thing? Yeah. Tell if me, you want to do more. a Google image search on no, muscle I twink, <laughs> I mean that, that essentially is Incognito like Incognito window. <laughs> you're uh, baby faced. You're generally hairless, but you're still like kind of built. Okay, so you're me. not like wait it's me. You know, if I had to come up with a prototype, I it would be DJ. Would I be like a baby bear? Would like a yeah? Like, you'd be a cub. A, a cub. Oh, that's nice. Yeah, I'd probably fall into the cub range now. No. Oh. So it's the soggy midsection? It's that, that, it? that sort of like, I don't watch my carbohydrates thing. <laughs> <laughs> Tell you, this episode brought to you by Olive Garden Breadsticks. <laughs> just not even Olive Garden, just specifically this product they make. I'll tell you what. Give me the breadsticks. They have a marketing budget, just the breadsticks. Throw out the rest of the restaurant. Um, just to, uh, is there more... To the, like the general gay stuff, as you put it. I mean, I wouldn't have put it so crassly. But <laughs> do you want me to talk more about muscle twinks? Or no, I, I would just. General? I have other random things, but I, I didn't I mean, want to take away of, from the. There's part of the charm is like the movie, almost without missing a beat, like talks about. Oh yeah, Frank, you you were fucking Columbia, then you were fucking Meatloaf, and now you're fucking yeah. this this muscle twink. Yeah, you're a bastard. I mean, but in a cool way. I mean, I'm already like just sort of buried in the liberal agenda. So, but I didn't. Yeah. I didn't see it as a. You're watching Rachel Maddow. You're listening to Terry Gross. I thought I like the general <laughs> message. I I found you pretty... saw Fun Home while we were watching Rocky Horror Picture Show. <laughs> I I found it pretty pro pansexuality. Really, like of like. I just mean, sort yeah. Of, uh, not throw them all in, you know, kind of. <laughs> I mean, it definitely does seem to sort of turn the tables at the end where these squares, especially Dr. Scott, who it's implied is 
a possible Nazi. And then also is implied is like, oh, yeah, you should have killed my cousin. He was horrible. Yeah. Is the real bastard of this thing. Right. And also gives Dr. Frank this a bit out of nowhere story at the end during the floor show of like, I'm going home. Whenever I saw Faye Ray as a kid, I realized I wanted to be dressed just like her. Um, which I can find empowering to some, but right. I'm also like, hey, what are we wrapping up this movie? Or right. yeah, <laughs> the floor show. I think, I think the movie is fairly solid up until the floor show, which comes sort of out of nowhere. Uh, that was definitely... I mean, fairly solid, and like, I feel like it sets its tone in that it's like whatever. Yeah, uh, and then the floor show, it's just like you know what. I really have a few more songs that I need to shoehorn yeah. in here, so we're just gonna sort of fucking throw them into a floor show pool orgy scene. If this and, were a TV uh, show, this would be the, this would be the much maligned third season where it's like Hannibal season well, three. This would be Hannibal it's season three. It's kind of up three. its own ass now. I don't know what, what it's trying to do. Like I, that was definitely, this is part. where they go to Italy and then yeah. later on they're like devils and crazy moose people fighting each other. Hannibal season three. When we, and we can talk about my earlier conclusion when I saw it when I was younger, but uh, that was definitely the part where when they started the floor show, I right. was like, now we're doing more stuff? I felt <laughs> There's like a whole were... new set piece now? Yeah. What? Um, what are your thoughts on the queer shit? <laughs> <laughs> well, as I said, I, th- I I felt like the message was pretty pro-fuck-who-you-want, which I, am, you know, in general, am for. I feel like it comes off that way, but again, I feel like it almost comes off that way by accident. That that surprises me. Just the, the what you said about the whatever his name is, the creator, the riffraff guy, um, Richard O'Brien. Richard O'Brien that he said like transphobic things about Laverne Cox because like that is it comes across as as intentional. Like it's obviously a campy. Mm-hmm. It's it's all goofy. It's all like they're not. Nobody was like taking themselves very seriously. But it is very much like, you know, hey, lighten up. You know what I mean? Like that was sort of the message. Now, to a bad degree with like the sort of the rapey scenes, but also like right. just the general message. I mean, like Frankenverter, when his first appearance is a fucking triumph. Man, oh, he like yeah. busts in. It's a, show. In, it's a literal best, showstopper. Yeah, he has the best song. He has the best whole like thing. Like the it's great. Like it's uh, – Tim Curry is amazing. And like yeah. I don't – I mean obviously – that wasn't an accident like that, that I mean, Tim Curry is from the original show. Right. And they were like, you are going to come in. Sorry, Mick Jagger, according to the rumor on IMDb, who knows how valid that is, but it's like, sorry, we're going to have Tim Curry still play this role. Yeah. And obviously they made the right move. He's doing a Mick Jagger impression. (laughs) Yeah. Pretty much. Yeah. (laughs) With a little bit of weirder. With a little bit of. Yeah. (laughs) Pizza. Cheese pizza. Um, but I, I don't know if I have any like more any broader message to that, that hit me than that. I I like I think um, just saying the words like transsexual and transvestite. I know I'm. I mean, it, it's easy to like cringe those now, but I mean, those transsexual was the term at the time, right? And I'm also like, I I am. That is a gap in my sort of wokeness of you know to put it in huge air quotes and that's why i tell people you are a monster yeah i mean like i i am i have learned a lot about the trans community and in, in recently like in mm-hmm. the re, the last you know 
five the last years. five minutes, five minutes, five years, uh, <laughs> especially like, like uh, sensitivity that I have sort of learned to have to, to not hurt people, which is the whole point is having empathy. Right. Um, I am like you closed down that anti-trans amusement park that you were running, which you I know, thought was disturbing. It made a lot out? of people happy, but it made even more people sad. So that's not what Disney World <laughs> was about. And it's not what I'm about. I didn't about. know you were behind. I didn't realize it was one of the no, same. No, I'm saying I <laughs> Well, that was against Jews originally at Disney World. <laughs> but once, feels good to once Walt died. Uh, anyway, um, but so like I... I know there's, I'm also like sort of that, I, I think that's maybe why that whole thing when I was younger, like I, I still find burlesque shows uncomfortable, not because they have any like relation to trans community. They you just don't need to apologize. They just make me uncomfortable. Even like if it's like, you know, very attractive ladies, you know, coming out and they're, they're barely clothed, but the whole, like the fans and the, and the, the, the straps and the, like, I don't, it makes me uncomfortable. I don't know why. It just does. And so, like, you tie that into something that I was very, like, unsure and confused about, like, the whole, you know, um, transgender, tra- like, the whole thing uh-huh. when I was little. I can see why I was like, I don't know what to do with this. This gender fluid and, thing is, I'm not ready. You know, I was 13. I was not, you know, very enlightened in, in gay and culture it was 1990. Yeah, I five. I would have I would have definitely called my friends fags as a joke. I would have said that's gay. Like I I will totally because it's really funny. I will totally own up to that because <laughs> it's a solid burn. Is it's that a, why? I mean, it worked on me. I'd be like, oh man, um, <laughs> oh man, I'm coming across as a fag. That's the worst possible thing. <laughs> so I I I can see why this would have made me uncomfortable too. Because it's just like I mean, also I was even in a straight way you know, sexually inexperienced. So it's very sexual. Like the whole thing is, and so like, I could just like, it would be just a dunk tank of uncomfortable feelings, you know, uh-huh. this whole movie. So I, I, I get it. Um, but I don't feel that way as this much. This is like advanced sexual identity lecture. Yeah. Film. Sure. I would have been fine <laughs> if I had just left off the film. <laughs> Um, a couple of um, can I do a couple of weird random roundup things and then we can then we'll do the song the song yeah. votes. Um, you know the weird hand thing that Magenta and Riff Raff do where they they like start with that a weird yeah double they start with like a high ten like a double high five uh-huh. and then they like roll up to their elbows and, and I remember then back down again. My friends uh, Emma and Danica would do that to each Danica, other. I can't get over that name. If you asked me to just come up with a name for a Rocky Horror Picture Show fan, I'd be like Danica. <laughs> Uh, shout, I I would be very surprised if they're listening, but uh, hi Janica, Emma and, Janica. and Emma. You guys are great. I didn't Emma understand. Stone. Yeah, you it didn't was say. Little known fact. <laughs> um, Columbia wearing Mickey Mouse ears, and then one scene. So there's one scene where there were Magenta and Columbia, or the two, uh, or Susan Sarandon is certain. meeting up with Rocky. Yeah, and they're watching that happen on like a monitor in their like little shared bedroom. It seems like it looks like like a teenager's bedroom, yeah. and they're like painting each other's toenails. And uh, Columbia is wearing a Mickey Mouse ears, mm-hmm. which is really charming. And then also, like later on, when Doctor Scott enters the house and. Frankenfurter uses the, I guess the 
Dr. Scott specific wheelchair the magnet. magnet lever that uh, it pulls <laughs> it pulls Dr. Scott through their room in a loop de loop before like taking him out into bust him through a wall. Yeah. But I love that scene where they're just like painting each other's nails still and he just yeah. comes by and he's as confused as they are. <laughs> he just circles around them and then comes through. <laughs> um also in the floor show we get our first nipples. Uh, is that our first nipple? Our first female nipples. Yes. Sorry. Men also have nipples, as Robert right, De Niro taught us. They're not, uh, you know... To you, maybe. The uh, the MPAA doesn't give a shit about <laughs> That's fair, and I don't understand why, but yes. But it was... Uh, yeah, it's, it's, also, Instagram cares a lot about them, too. Yeah. It's totally arbitrary, but it is also strange that because people care that they just like... It almost seemed like an accident, because yeah. I mean, they're in corsets, and it just seemed like all their dancing just sort of... Yeah, popped out and then That's they the just sound left of it. a nipple yeah. sliding out from a corset. But it seemed weird because there was a lot of like nudity opportunities and they didn't take it before. It like it seems like call them nude opportunities. Nude nude opportunities. Well, you get the statues, which of course are not real people. Let alone fact oh. about statues. They're not David just, doesn't come no, to life he threw in a, Florence. He threw a switch and they were people and then they became statues. That's no, how all statues no, no, were created. No, TJ. That's a special effect. Now, what's you know so how special they about made, that effect? You know how when they made Gollum? That's the same trick they used in Rocky Horror Picture Show. CGI statues. No, Gollum was a hobbit. Originally. No, no, no. What a hobbit-like they did, creature. What they did in Rocky Horror Picture Show, they found a really nice statue that they liked. Mm-hmm. And they were like, hey, create a CGI creature based off the statue. And that's how Susan Sarandon was. Witches of Eastwick is all CGI. Are we talking? That's why Cher looks like that. Is this based on Pygmalion? (laughs) It's a gender reversal. No, it isn't. Nope. (laughs) Disregard. Um, I guess we could. I mean, we could just move on because that whole. A lot of my questions are floor show related, and we are. Well, let's talk about it. We. I only sort of touched on it. Well, maybe well, they're maybe all we acting didn't. differently. Like, they're, are they mind control? Are they under a spell? And then Doctor Scott is like, he all of a sudden has, uh, like, a hose on, and he's yeah, he he's got fishnets on, fishnets and he's on. high heels, and he's kicking. So is he cured? But he's not because he also is like, I have to stay strong, or else my life will be lived for the thrills. And then he throws his leg up, and he's got his fishnets on. But that's why I take it as like they are not under mind control. They're He's just like embracing it. They're just like, hey, dudes, we've all fucked Dr. Frank. Let's, Let's just it. hop in this freezing cold pool. Yeah. And Have do an orgy. it. Okay. While Dr. Scott sort of kicks in the background. That's, that's strange. But as to whether he is no longer disabled. Yeah. That I cannot speak to. I mean, I know, I know they did it for a comedic effect. I, right. I like, I recognize that you're like, shut up. But it's he funny. seems to but still be disabled is. when the house leaves. He is on the ground, seemingly unmoving. Yeah. And they're Whereas carrying the other two him are right. Yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. Um. Also, maybe my favorite quote uh, at the end when he's, a, "It's not easy having a good time." <laughs> Which I like that. That is a good quote. Many uh, gay people like that quote as well. Um, that's that's all my notes. The Scissor Sisters use that in a song. Oh, it's not easy having a good time. Oh, okay. Even smiling. Makes I wouldn't my have pegged them as ache. Tim Curry fans. I wouldn't have pegged them as gay people. But I'm an <laughs> idiot. So what do I know? <laughs> oh. uh, do you are you ready for the vote off? 
Oh, yeah, for the songs? Yes, yes. I will not be voting because I'm not a citizen in this country. So okay. that's just on me. Okay. So are we just, we're just giving thumbs up, thumbs down? You're giving me a bind. This is a binary vote? Okay, uh, one, is, one is good. I'll give you thumbs up. Yeah, oh, thumbs so up. there's no reason to <laughs> one, give me a zero, one or two. One. I've also gerrymandered the district, so who knows who will win. Um, the title song, science fiction uh, double feature. Zero slash thumbs down. All right, I'm going to put a little X, X on that one. Uh, damn it, Janet. Thumbs up. Okay, check mark. Oops. So we've got an X and a check mark. Yeah, my, we are even so far. Uh, there's a light over at the Frankenstein place. Uh, can we do like a thumb sideways? No, that that's not what we said. Okay, thumbs down. Time warp? Thumbs up. Although, I realize my problem with the time warp, because that was the song I heard the most. you don't think that time travel is actually feasible? It's, well, yes. There's so many complications. I mean, you got time echoes, you got the butterfly. You create a paradox, you know, the you flux capacitor. Have Something about having sex with your own grandfather. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, but like, it's the octave above singing, the like. Oh, yeah. If we just cut that. I think I'd love that song. Riff Raff but I'm still loves, giving it a Richard O'Brien loves a good above where he can sing. Still thumbs up. Sweet Transvestite. Oh, thumb, two thumbs up if I can. I can. No, you can't. God I mean, I don't it. know how. You I can't have, vote double Democrat. I have two thumbs. <laughs> uh, sort of Damocles, which is Rocky Horror's song when he pops out. Eh. I'm going to go down. Thumbs down. Okay. Uh, I can make you a man, both the original and the reprise. I can make you. I'll give you a thumbs up. Whatever happened to Saturday night? That's a meatloaf song. Saturday uh, night. I was confused, but I'll still give it a thumbs up. It says patoo- I think as a song, as sort it of says a patootie in it, so that's great. Touch a touch a touch a touch me. Not great singing by Susan Sarandon. She is. There's a reason she hasn't been in a many but musicals. I'm, I'm since. still give it a thumbs up. Okay, Eddie's Teddy. That's uh, Dr. Scott singing it at the dinner table. And what a guy. Makes you cry. Not memorable. Thumbs down. Oh, I love that song, but okay. There you go. Uh, Planet Schmanet. Janet. That, which, that's a song? That's when they get frozen in place. They turn into statues. What's, I don't even know that he was singing a song there. You're as sensual as a pencil. Uh, Once again, Tim Curry, pencil is, is pronounced pencil. I'm giving a th- thumbs down. I'd give a lot of these like straight lines if I could, but we had to do thumbs up or thumbs down. So. Uh, Rose tint my world. This is we're in the floor show region now. We're in where they all sing their little. I am just seven hours old. Okay. Thumbs down, please. Uh, don't dream it, be it. Thumbs down. Okay, and uh, wild and untamed thing. Is that his big? Yeah, flat ballad. No, that is not the ballad. That's the sort of like. That's also the song where uh, Riff Raff and Magenta shoot them and interrupt the orgy. Cock block. Supreme. Thumbs down. Okay. And I'm going home. That's the ballad. I, wa- I don't... Uh, I'm going to try to get rid of my ballad bias. I don't like ballads, but I'm going to give it a thumbs up. Not all heroes were capes, DJ. Thank you. <laughs> all right. Let's uh, tally this up. Okay. No. Yes. No. Yes. Yes. No. Two in a row. Yes, yes, yes. Wow. Long stretch of the movie yeah. you were enjoying. Yeah. That <laughs> was that was been right after we turned closed caption. No, <laughs> like, I understand these no, lyrics. No, 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 no. Yes. So we have uh 
How many songs were there? Five no's, six no's, seven no's, eight no's, and then four, five, six, seven. You Ooh. hated this movie. Those are the numbers, my friend. Fifteen songs, huh? It's a very song heavy musical. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't say that was a lot. I just said 15. I just said the number 15. Well, there's also two reprises, and actually three reprises, if memory serves. Maybe Um, not. Wait, hold on. Title song gets a reprise. I Can Make You a Man gets a reprise. Sweet Transvestite gets a reprise. Does it? Mm Mm-hmm. When? Mm Mm-hmm. I don't, didn't he sing it again? just declare a reprise when there is no reprise? He, 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 he can't just or Columbia make sings up it. reprises. <laughs> I am my own reprise. <laughs> Time Warp sort of gets a reprise, I yeah. guess. All right. Do you want to go back and uh, vote? Well, I mean, I'm, I'm pretty... I do like the music in this movie more than the movie itself, probably. Yeah. So I am a little bit more unbiased. And a lot of times I like songs that are... I like them more out of their context sure. than in their context. Yeah. For example, I'm going home. I like as a sort of power ballad, but as at the end of the, this movie, I'm like, let's all right, so let's just uh, head it on home. Yeah. Um, but for the most part, I think I like most of the songs in this. I actually skip whatever happened to Saturday night, even though it might be the best standalone song, like outside of the plot. Yeah. In my opinion. Um, but most of the songs, I probably don't like. There's a light. Yeah, it's just um, kind of it's just kind of boring. But it's like almost like it just is barely tipped over into the. It's not as charming. It's there's not much very funny to it. Yeah, it's just sort of like well, they, we needed a song. You need they needed to get to the castle. So, um, a lot of the floor show songs tend to be the ones that I think get singled out like as like gay power sort of like mm. yeah gay power yeah i don't know that's not a phrase gay pride sort of songs but i like sort of the more plotty silly songs gay of the power first bottom that's what you meant to say. <laughs> what i meant to say was gay power bottom these last bits can take anything <laughs> these last bits can take anything <laughs> That's why I'm not good. I used to have a job standing outside of like gay burlesque shows. And I was just like, boy, these guys are, you know, their bits can take anything. Come on in. So I do like the soundtrack. All right. So you want to go to the verdict? Yeah. Verdict time. Right. Time for the verdict. You so. go first. Okay. Um, this this movie has problems. Um, <laughs> doesn't make a lot of sense. There are the sort of uh, rapey vibe problems that we talked about. There's the bad Susan Sarandon singing. <laughs> There's some other stuff, but it's a lot of fun. My inner child was an idiot for not liking it. Go if if you like this movie, you're not. I mean, not even if you weren't obsessed with it. If you liked it. When you were little, you're going to still like it, I think. I mean, it's it's pretty fun. Yeah, it's kind of infectious. Like, the yeah. plot is a mess, and the movie doesn't make a whole lot of sense if you start parsing it apart. Yeah. But it it is infectious in that 
even though apparently everyone was miserable filming it, they it seem like seems like time. everyone's having a lot of fun. Um, so I would say, yeah, your inner child's not an idiot. This is a fun movie. Yeah. Uh, what do you think, listener? You can call our hotline, 615-576-0525. What, you could rate the, uh, the songs for the movie. You could rate the soundtrack. You could disagree with our assessments. Agree? I mean, we love when you agree with us. Um, but leave a message, and uh, if it's funny or interesting, we'll put it on the old podcast. You can email us at yourinnerchildisanidiot at gmail.com. Um, you can find us on Twitter at YICIAI. You can find us on Facebook. Just type it in the old search bar there, Your Inner Child is an Idiot. Um, you can find our Patreon page, patreon.com slash yourinnerchildisanidiot, or just go to yourinnerchildisanidiot.com, and it will redirect you there. I want to thank our current patrons, Larissa Maestro, Dan McIntyre, Ghost in the Burbs, Joshua Nicholson and Jonathan Day. <laughs> I, sorry, sorry, I, I put a little Tim Curry on your name there. Joshua Nicholson, Jonathan Day. <laughs> um, you guys are great. Uh, if you want to be uh, excellent supporters of the podcast like them and others, you can go to our Patreon page and uh, donate. Um, thanks for listening, everybody. Uh, we'll see you next time. On the old inner child is an idiot. It's just, your. It's Comma just your. a step to the left. <laughs> but well it's a jump to the left oh jump to the see, left see i feel like you're already throwing step. people off it's a j- step and then no, it's you're right step you're right, to the you're right. right and then i mean but i just jumped left why do i need to step right well because it's a dance move not necessarily google maps this is the most i, I will not do a dance this inefficient <laughs> i want to go in a direction <laughs> And I want you to tell me at the beginning if I need to have my hands Why on my hips. Why am I boots over there? Why am I there? my hands on my hips halfway through it? If you why need my, my hands on my hips, if I'm just gonna, if, uh, if I'm just gonna boogie my way back, why am I boot scooting over there? Answer the question, Brooks well. and or Dunn. <laughs> All right.